Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with a Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Well, thanks for tuning in to Coffee with the Doc. Well, we've been working through my vibrant lifestyle, talking about all six principles. Now I'm working through each of those. Today, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about an inflammatory diet, what foods we should eat to decrease inflammation and what foods not to eat that tend to cause inflammation. Well, I've talked a lot about our immune system uh, over the past weeks. Uh, It's a built-in protective mechanism. It becomes activated and goes into action when it senses that there's some foreign body or something attacking your body. We call that an antigen. It can be a foreign object. It can be things like pollen, bacteria, viruses, maybe even certain foods that you eat that your body is sensitive to you or some type of chemical attack. One of your body's natural immune responses to this is inflammation which can be present for a short time, maybe a a few hours or several days, then it tends to dissipate after that. It's a very complex series of events that normally takes place during an immune response or a response to an antigen that's coming into your body. Your immune system can start to have some issues, and there's a number of reasons uh, that we don't need to get into today, but your immune system can underreact to maybe a serious threat it doesn't react strong enough, in other words, or it can underreact to a threat that may be very serious. In other words, it, it doesn't do enough to help your body overcome that. And another issue is it may not shut off like it is supposed to after the threat has passed. Those are just a couple of examples, but some chronic issues can develop just about anywhere in your body, in your gut, your brain, your circulatory system, and a number of other areas as well. Inflammation is a sign that your body is out of balance. There are some blood tests that can be run uh, to determine the presence of inflammation in your body, uh, but the problem with this is that they do not give any specifics as to what's causing the inflammation. They just tell us that inflammation is present. Well, inflammation can contribute to uh, joint pain and arthritis, uh, like rheumatoid arthritis, but other diseases uh, can also be present. Uh, leaky gut is a good example of that, Crohn's disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, blood pressure issues, moodiness, and cravings for certain types of food. And also the start of diabetes and cancer can be related to inflammation. You may have heard of the concept of an alkaline or an acid diet. Well, this deals with foods that affect the pH level of your body. Foods that are alkaline tend to promote an alkaline body, while acidic foods tend to promote an acidic body, which can lead to inflammation. So an alkaline body uh, is where uh, things are are flowing better. There's better energy. You have a little more energy. Uh, You have less joint pain. Your gut will operate more smoothly. Uh, You have a better sense of overall well-being. So it's a healthier situation. You actually crave healthier foods and feel better most of the time. While the opposite is true for an acidic body. 
Um, you start to see a lot of issues taking place, but also some things that contribute to this, uh, smoking, drinking, eating, junk food, um, all contribute to an inflammatory situation. One of the most powerful tools that we have to fight inflammation is probably not at the pharmacy, but in the grocery store. That falls back on principle number two, proper nutrition. Summarizing, there are, there are certain foods that will make you more acidic and inflammatory and others that make you more alkaline and decrease inflammation in your body. Inflammatory diets increase your pain. Inflammatory or non-inflammatory diets decrease your pain. Gee, which one do you want to have? I'm going to go with the alkaline or non-inflammatory diet. So let's take a look at some, some foods to stay away from. And this is not an inclusive list by any means. And then we'll also talk about some foods that we should include. Uh, these should be foods should be avoided if at all possible. And certainly uh, as you're transitioning, you know, those transition times, uh, I would recommend uh, slow and gradual, but avoid these foods as much as possible. Find alternatives to that. Do your own research in this area. But I think you'll notice a huge difference in how you're feeling. Well, number one is dairy products. And this is no real surprise. Um, I look back and, and one of the chief components, one of the chief causing factors for childhood ear infections is milk. So often it's when the child comes off breast milk and goes on to ordinary milks. A lot of sensitivity to daily products, but it's high on the inflammatory food list. A lot of people also have some intolerance to lactose, one of the proteins in milk. So I would stay away from dairy products. Fatty red meats, another one. Um, beef, ribs, burgers, ground beef, you know, those are the, those are the fatty, fattier ones. If you do eat red meat, keep it to a very, very minimal amount. Cheeses are another one, and that falls back into the dairy category. But especially a cream cheese is a, is a high one on the list. So if you're a lover of cream cheese, that's certainly one to uh, stay away from. Margarine is another one. Some of those are high in trans fats. Uh, we talked about this uh, earlier under the nutrition talk, but there's partially... Uh, hydrogenated oil, not very good for you, and they're high on the inflammatory list, so stay away from margarine. Uh, I'd, I'd also go back to just regular butter, but there's also a number of other different products that you can substitute for margarine. Olive oil and canola oil are great substitutes for that, coconut oil as well. Processed and cured meats, now here's another one to stay away from. They're very similar to the fatty meat products, but they have a lot of salt, nitrates, nitrites, and sugars added to that. So we have hot dog, sausage, bologna. Uh, those are a lot of the processed meats. They're very inflammatory and cause some autoimmune uh, responses in your body. Go with the tuna, sardines, salmon, nuts, uh, beans, those that have the omega-3 uh, fatty acids in them are a much better substitute. Alcohol is another one to stay away from. Now, there are some research that says, you know, a glass of wine a day does help you in the cardiovascular area, but excessive alcohol consumption is known to contribute to chronic inflammation. It also is a great stress on many of the different organs of your body, especially your liver. Vegetable oils, uh, another one uh, that you should stay away from. A lot of those have the Omega-6 oils in them, which you want to stay away from, and go with the high omega-3 oils. That's the extra virgin olive oil is a, is a great one. 
Again, coconut oil, canola oil, flaxseed oil are also very good in those areas. Food additives are another one to stay away from, which they're very high in the processed food industry. They have a lot of uh, refined sugars and saturated fats in these. Go with more anti-inflammatory foods such as fresh vegetables and fruit, which are very high in soluble fiber, which protect your gut from inflammation. Sugar, we've talked about this one in uh, our uh, nutrition episode, but uh, stay away from especially the refined sugars as well as refined carbohydrates. Refined carbohydrates, uh, they've taken the fiber out of the refined carbohydrates, so they have very low fiber. So those refined carbohydrates, we stay away from those plant uh, foods, whole grain, bean, vegetables, and fruits are substitutes for that. So those bad carbs are where sugar has been added. The white refined grains as well and breads and rices are ones to stay away from. Trans fats, we talked a little bit about this uh, previously as well, uh, but we need to stay away from those trans fats. They're very uh, harmful to our cardiovascular system, but they cause a lot of inflammation in your cardiovascular system, damaging the cells and the walls of your blood vessels. Refined grains, we mentioned this as well. Refined grains, we mentioned this as well. Saturated fats are another one. So trans fats, they're found to cause a lot of inflammation in the body. I've, I've asked, had some people ask me about uh, agave, which is a plant product that's used as a sugar substitute. And supposedly it is better for you. And I believe uh, it probably is, but it still does contain a lot of sugar. So you must be cautious with that. Another one to stay away from is gluten products. Uh, again, this is part of uh, wheat. A lot of people are sensitive to gluten today. We'll talk about that. We're going to have an entire podcast on gluten-free diets uh, coming up here in the uh, next few weeks. But we want to caution you on gluten. Processed soy is another one. Again, processing tends to take things out of food products, maybe even products that were pretty healthy before that. Fast foods, energy drinks are uh, a couple of other ones. I think we understand that. Uh, kind of low-quality foods, uh, not a lot of nutritional value there, but they can also have a lot of harmful effects and contribute to inflammation in your body, which is the enemy. So that's a short list of foods uh, that tend to inflame and cause inflammation in your body. We want to decrease those, uh, substitute you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grain, fish, healthy oils, particular fruits and vegetables, uh, blueberries, apples, leafy green vegetables are natural antioxidants, and polyphenols are in there with a protective aspect of the plant. They're very, very good for you. Nuts have been shown to, to uh, lower inflammation, so they're, they're good ones, uh, real positive for your cardiovascular system and warding off diabetes. Uh, coffee also in a, in a small amount. Uh, I have a small amount in the morning, that's it. Contain these uh, uh, polyphenols, which are anti-inflammatory compounds and protect you against inflammation. So it include as many high-quality anti-inflammatory foods that will protect you against inflammation. The colorful roots and herbs, uh, turmeric and ginger, are, are real important in this area. Those are some spices for that. The omega-3 fatty acids found in fatty fish. Healthy fats that we see in olive oil, high-fiber grains. Fiber helps protect our gut. But let's go through some of these. Uh, leafy green vegetables. They're some of the uh, strongest in the anti-inflammatory foods. 
Swiss chard nutrition is also uh, very, very good. Bok choy is, uh, is another one that's uh, very, very good for you. Uh, has a lot of antioxidants in that. Celery is, uh, is another good one. Beets, one of my uh, least favorite, but very healthy, an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. Uh, so we want to kind of round out our diet when we were talking about nutrition. I talked about eliminating the negatives and adding in the positives. If you can find uh, some of these that you can squeeze into your diet on a regular basis, uh, you'll help with the overall inflammation. Broccoli is, uh, is another one that kind of a, a, a good poster vegetable for healthy eating. It has a lot of uh, antioxidants, uh, great uh, jam-packed with a lot of vitamins also. And we go with some of these uh, fruits and vegetables. Obviously, fresh and organic are the best. Blueberries are another one that, uh, uh, fruit-wise, that are high in the antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. Uh, and that's a great, uh, you know, if you are if you kind of like something uh, for dessert, a little bowl, a small bowl of some of some uh, blueberries is is fantastic. Got a lot of good taste to them. Pineapples, another one, but you gotta gotta be careful. Pineapple does have a, a lot of sugar in it, even though it's a natural sugar. We still need to be cautious on the sugar. So, small amount of pineapple is also great. Uh, going into the areas of uh, some of the meat, salmon is is high in the uh, anti-inflammatory list, and it's a good source of the omega-3 uh, fatty acids. Uh, be cautious on some of the fish. Uh, if you're a big fish eater, uh, some of the bigger fish, you can look up the list of fish containing mercury. Uh, we had recently had some friend of ours that were eating fish every single day for a year. And come to find out, they had some mercury toxicity because they were eating fish every day. And they were eating all of the fish that were high on the mercury list. So you got to pay attention to that when it comes to fish. But having uh, fish uh, once or twice a week is is not a bad idea, especially if they're low on the mercury list. Bone broth is another one that contains a lot of minerals and a great uh, antioxidant. When it comes to nuts, uh, walnuts are, are right up there. I love uh, uh, putting some walnuts on top of a salad. Great to add a little flavor to it, but high on the antioxidant list. Coconut oil is, is great also for cooking uh, versus some of the trans fat and other cooking oils that are that are there. We use a lot of coconut oil and, and uh, virgin olive oil in our cooking. Flaxseed and turmeric is a good one. Uh, you can use that. Uh, turmeric as a, as a good seasoning. It's very high in anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, there's a whole list of web pages that tell you all about uh, turmeric and how to utilize it in your cooking. It's great for uh, anti-inflammatory. And then rounding this list out is, is ginger. Uh, it's a great extract, uh, great for flavoring, but has a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory and immune system stimulators that's uh, great for great for that. That gives you an idea of anti-inflammatory foods that are out there that you should be including. I, I basically try to give you a, an idea that, hey, the foods that we eat, while we may think, oh, okay, this, this may put on a little weight if I eat this, it's not the greatest food, but it also may be causing some significant diseases. I ran a couple of different studies that link those top 10 health conditions you know, that we talked about uh, in the initial episodes all back to these inflammatory foods that are in the typical American diet. So going back to that podcast on nutrition, really the, the whole foods, fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, uh, organic is best. You know, going back to just clean eating, cleaning up the processed junk food that we tend to eat will not only uh, 
look at for the long term and help you with weight loss, but also can help you immediately going on a, a diet uh, relatively quickly, probably within about 30 days or so, you'll notice a big difference in how you feel when you get off of the inflammatory foods and start eating mostly anti-inflammatory foods, fresh, organic prepared every day. You'll, you'll see it'll make a big difference for you. But the main thing I wanted to get across is that some of these foods will cause inflammation in your body. They'll make you sore. They'll make you feel an awful lot older. I notice it right away. Uh, every once in a while when my wife and I will splurge, we'll go out to you know, a quote-unquote fancy restaurant and, and the foods are heavy sauces and, and a lot of things on the inflammatory list. And you know, for the next day or two, I can feel the effects of, of that one night out of just eating the wrong foods. So anyway, that's a that's a look today at uh, anti-inflammatory foods and some and some inflammatory foods to stay away from. Again, I'd like you to share this uh, podcast with your friends, family. Tell them about Coffee with a Doc. Uh, we're working vigorously on our Vibrant Lifestyle Program, which this is in conjunction with, which will be walking folks through the six principles of my Vibrant Lifestyle, proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper um, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging toxins. So uh, we're real excited to uh, kind of roll that out. We've got our website now about halfway done. So we're, we're getting there and we're making progress on it. But this uh, podcast will certainly help you get started. If you have questions, you can reach me at gsspine at gmail.com. That's my personal uh, email address. So if you have questions, comments about Coffee with a Dog, maybe there's a topic you'd like me to cover in detail, uh, certainly send those comments to me. But subscribe and, and share this with your friends. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. We'll see you next time.